welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. Hello. Hello. <laughs> that was a camp, wasn't it? <laughs> Hello. It was a little bit camp. <laughs> How are you? I'm really good. How's good. you? I'm very well, thank you. Yes. We have news, don't we? We had, had yes, we do. Well, we haven't, well, everyone has it because, like, we're not like breaking. Yeah, it's not like, like an exclusive, <laughs> like, some websites. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, we want to talk about the BBC announcement about mm. next year's Eurovision. BBC is saying that they've linked up with BMG, the record label, record company, and publisher, and they're going to be involved. That's probably as much as we can say at the moment. They're involved in the selection. Involved, yes. But basically, oh my god, we're going to win Eurovision! (laughs) (laughs) We're like Spanish fans. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, it's it's a massive step forward, or it's a small step forward. Either way, it's a step forward. It's a step forward, Uh, absolutely. (laughs) But but the the thing is, you know, you get a lot of people who like to be contrary, Mm -hmm. and people who. Have been calling. We've been calling for this. We actually did. We not say this on the UK episode that we need some sort of industry buy-in. Somehow the BBC needs. It. Well, this is it. Uh, this we is did. it. And if we didn't, let's go back and edit it. In. Absolutely, we'll <laughs> This is what we said all along. <laughs> no, but no, it's true that we've been saying that we're never going to get the songwriters mm-hmm. unless we like enthuse them. And this and this is the sort of thing that needs to happen. So. And there's the potential for the record company, if they are going to be re- publishing and releasing the song, to be involved in the promotion of it as well. And we don't know if that's going to be in the deal or not. It's no. quite, quite carefully worded in the statement that they will publish the song. Um, but if the record company decides to get behind it and with their name so prominently attached to it, you kind of think, well, they want to make something out of this. There's the potential to push that artist out and give them a promo tour and get them around all of the TV stations in Europe and the radio stations where they're going to get some proper promotion. And that's something, unless somebody is stumping up the cash, the BBC isn't allowed to do Mm. at the moment. And that's why we don't see the UK artists being touted around an awful lot. I know Michael Rice did, you know, something in Croatia, um... (laughs) <laughs> this year but um, you know apart from that it's quite rare I mean you've got to go really back to you know Blue did a little bit really kind of Jade was the last UK artist that really got touted around and yeah. look where she ended up exactly fifth place yeah I mean, my god what I'd give for that at the moment oh wow but you know I, I think let's let's be happy that there is a forward movement and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think I think we should, maybe, we could do a bit more in a wash-up episode later on on this. But, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens, what comes about, what mm. news. But, yeah. Int- the, 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 the one thing, though, that we're concerned with is that there's no national final for the UK next year. I know. Boo. What? Or Spain. That's the news now as well. Yes. We're, like, we're, lo- we're going to have, like, gonna five cherries to pick uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We've been spoiled for choice this year, I think. We've had some great cherries in this year's season. Mm. But you're right, not having a UK national final does mean that we can't bring you a UK cherry next year. Although, is it definitely ruled out that it's there's not going to be any selection of songs? I don't know. The thing is, it's BBC I mean, Studios. Reads. Why would BBC Studios be interested in a non-TV? Actually, I don't as well, know. I think the, the press release 
didn't make it terribly clear, but it was the 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 article on the BBC website. That's right. Yes. But then with the BBC, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. we can safely say there's no national final. But yes, there might be a TV show. But you know, I mean, sometimes the viewing public just can't be trusted with a choice of this magnitude. I mean, it's really. You know, I mean, we we've seen what the public voting does <laughs> in national affairs <laughs> with the um the the shenanigans of Brexit that are going on at the moment. Um, you know, I don't think we we can be trusted to make a sane decision. I'm totally happy if this is an internal BBC selection. I'll be happier still if you deliver us of an absolutely stonking banger. Yeah, that's what I want. We can only wish. We can only wish, yes. And that's probably all we will end up with as well. Just a wish. Yeah. But, you know, let's let's be excited for the time being. We're winning Eurovision! Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's a much more in-depth article about the what this might mean for the BBC and for the UK next year that Ewan Spence has put up on ESC Insight. So we would definitely recommend you going and having a check out of that. Um, you know, in places, you and I'm sorry, you're being a bit of a killjoy, you know, let us have the moment. Yeah. But actually, it is very tempered with reality of, you know, don't get your knickers in a twist too quickly. But he does, it, the, the title of the article uh, alludes to that. It's the hope that gets you. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it really does. And let's live with the hope for a moment. Let's have that joyful yeah. optimism. Absolutely. And let's take that joyful optimism to the Baltics. Yes. Because tonight, or today, or this morning, whenever you're listening, because that's the magic of podcasting, <laughs> um, <laughs> we are taking you to Lithuania. Yes. Welcome to Lithuania. That was the first ever cherry that we had from uh, Lithuania. It's called Welcome to Lithuania. Completely bananas song um, about sort of sending up the Lithuanian stereotypes, which is a li- which is a Lithuanian theme, I think. Is I think so. Bananas, bonkers, but we love it. Well, we do actually. Yeah, I mean, this year's national final. Well, the Lithuanian national final is a bit of a. I mean, it's even more of a romp than San Remo. I mean, you know, it's it's more shows over several weeks, and um, possibly the longest selection. Um, and sometimes we don't even get the songs until the very end of it. So it's kind of going through all of these, you know, like a talent show, whittling through the, the artists. But this year, from the off, all of the songs were, um, were were eligible. But we're going to come to those later. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Lithuania, the history at Eurovision, because it's a relatively new country at Eurovision, obviously. it's It debuted in 1994 didn't do amazing came 25th which was actually last place in the final and um with neil point yeah so <laughs> it's a tawdry but, start yeah but um you know you're in you're in your foot's in the door <laughs> yes. um so it was yeah uh, ovidius and visniauskas lopsina minimai yeah that'll do yeah i'll do yeah i completely missed missed pronounce that but well it makes a change from me to be here <laughs> <laughs> so that was um an experience that i don't know they enjoyed very much because they didn't return again until 1999 and but interestingly they are the only baltic country not to win eurovision not that there's like countless amounts of baltic countries but they are the only baltic country <laughs> one of three. not to win yeah one of three. <laughs> but but interesting they have the most final appearances than in any other Baltic nation. That is interesting because I, my sense, if you ask me to summarise Lithuania at Eurovision, my sense is that 
they've not done especially well. Mm. But actually, that that there's there's something about them which gets them into the final. Sometimes with songs you might not expect them to get there with. There's been a number of songs, and they kind of crept over. They're not doing great in the final, but they crept into the final mm. in the past decade or so. And you wouldn't necessarily have thought that they would have um, gone through. So there was Evelina Sashenko's uh, C'est Ma Vie um, from 2011. It was a kind of piano ballad. And I thought this was just so bloody old fashioned. Um, but it came fifth in the semi final. Um, I mean, it only finished 19th in the final. Wow. So I think that, you know, the, the it was kind of, you know, showed up against other songs. Which is interesting because I always like doing that little, that simple maths. You know, you double to final, so you double their position. Mm. If they came fifth, therefore a tenth place would be okay. Mm-hmm. But 19th, that's a bit of a drop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots of factors that yeah. could be that. It's the yeah. songs that are around you, the way you get in the draw. Running order. And it was a draw then. It was, you know, it wasn't a producer-led running order. But I didn't expect that to get through. Then in 2013, Andrews Puyavis, oh, something, God. with his little shoes... Can I just say, it's my possibly my favourite lyric of Eurovision. Because of the shoes I'm wearing today, one is called love, the other is pain. The other is Spain, I think you'll find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but bananas, just, yeah. It's great, but I mean, again, that was a song. I mean, that scraped through in ninth position in the semi um, and was 20 seconds yeah. on the night. Um, but I think he got... Didn't he get drawn second or something on the running? Yes, he was early. I remember because my my ex at the time, we went to Eurovision and he loved, Mm. loved this guy. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand. Who are you? Why do you like this song? (laughs) But um, yeah, there you go. So you wouldn't have expected that to get through. Um, And um, yeah, I mean, there's a a, a few others, I think, um, that are are like that. Um, Yeah, I mean, even last year's song, Yeva, um, I'm not going to attempt a surname. It's got more letters than you can put on a scrap yeah. board. Um, when we're old, really, really gentle ballad. Beautiful you know, song. Be- it was a beautiful song. It was a beautiful song. Um, but it was very gentle, and I thought it wouldn't stand up against the kind of the ballast and the you know the 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 booming bangers around it. But is this because it was the year where we had no LED screens apart from Germany? But this is the year we had no LED screens. Yes. That. It was a bit of a leveller, and and this song was stunningly beautiful. They staged it lovely. The little her actual husband, I think it was, came on at the end. And oh the yes, and it was just it was beautiful. Was quite dizzy, I to yeah, yeah. But she 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 was great everywhere. I think she was she came on at um, London Eurovision party. Hmm. You know, word is she was very scared behind the scenes, and then she came out. Everyone cheered for her, and it's just. It, yeah, it's what I love about Eurovision. Equally, I was in the crowd, I think it was a semi-final in Lisbon, and there was this Lithuanian couple, and in front of us was this massive crowd of Israelis, like, just being loud and having fun, because it was the year of mm-hmm. toys, so they were... But when this song came on, they parted and let this Lithuanian couple go to the front with their little flag and, like, to see, to get a bit of view. Oh, and sick. I just thought, that is it. That is what I love about Eurovision. Mm-hmm that moment so yeah no great song great song yeah done well yeah 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 so I think I'm that's what I'm I'm surprised but not surprised that they're the most successful Baltic in terms of getting to the final yeah there's no middle ground looking down the list of where they get when they get to the final I mean they do badly but then they do actually do quite well you know 
sixth place is, is their best position from 2006 with <laughs> ironically we are the winners oh. of Eurovision um, let's go over that but yeah, there's they, a whole podcast to do on you know the comedy song at Eurovision yeah. it's not one I would relish hosting <laughs> but no. it's um, yeah but let's also talk about it's a relatively short history but Donny Montel he's had two Eurovision entries at Eurovision 2012 with Love is Blind started his performance blindfolded <laughs> of <laughs> but uh, but you know third in the semi-final 14th in the final pretty pretty damn good yes and I'm um, talking of literal interpretations we'll come to that with one of the songs that we're going to talk about tonight yes very literal interpretations of Donny Montel with his literal blindness from his blindfold but then he didn't he kind of rip it off and then do a sort of one-handed cartwheel? Yeah. It was, um, you know... It, so Donny. Again, it was just kind of like, you didn't really expect that to do much, but it was fantastic. And then, of course, in 2016, I've been waiting for this night, fourth in his semi, ninth. And that was a massive thing, because 2016 was a strong year. Mm. You know, it's Lithuania, they don't have a massive budget. And that was the year you could go to town. It was Stockholm. You could have the lights on the floor. You could have anything. It was Stockholm. You had a carte blanche on whatever station you wanted. And, the, you know, a country that has no money, really, in comparison to other countries. Mm. Yeah, to pull that off to come ninth, pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. I think, though, it's been a mixed history with Lithuania. There's, um, you know, there's not, they've not got those songs that are kind of, you know, the, the genuine all-time classics and no vision. But there have been some quite nice songs. I mean, I although they, you know, they didn't start particularly well, when they came back in 1999 with um, Streichdes um, by Eichte, I really liked this. It was kind of a gentle, unusual song, and it was very much in the vein of what I really, really was into at that time, you know, kind of slightly offbeat female uh, singers. So for me, that was quite an interesting song. And then their 2001 entry, Scamp, with You Got Style. Well, one of their singers we're going to mention tonight because she was in, Erica Jennings was in um, the final this year. Um, But I just, I saw Scamp perform in London in 2004. So a couple of years after they'd done um, Eurovision. And they were at an event um, which was hosted by the UK Foreign Office. And it was an event to celebrate the accession of the new EU countries, the A10 countries that joined in 2005, which, which Lithuania was one. So they'd assembled uh, a kind of a cast of various artists from these various countries. It was 2004 that it was held. So you had, um, oh, what were they called from Malta? The um, On Again, Off Again, Julian Ludwig, they were there. <laughs> um, the Maltese entrant um, uh, from a, a couple of years earlier, I can't remember what she was called, was there. But Scamp were there, and it was just one of these odd oh, things. So, and they like, you know, sort of a, a selection of acts from these countries. A number of them were Eurovision acts or Eurovision adjacent mm. acts and so we went along and I just you know the contrast of that celebration of, of new countries joining the EU with what we've got going on in the country and the the mindset that's there today ahead mm. of Brexit it just I mean it makes me so sad I'm not going to go into politics on right. it's not the place for it but it just makes me so sad on an emotional level how much that attitude's changed from celebration to cynicism and you know, dismissal 
Um, but that's that's for another. This movie. is why we have Eurovision. Absolutely, because we are Absolutely. not cynical at all about Eurovision. <laughs> Well, it's to make us happy, and the song that they had the following year was Happy You. Uh, um, Al- Alvaras. 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 I can't remember. You look it up. It's, hey. on the, it's on the internet, kids. Um, <laughs> a song called Happy You, this was, um, I mean, it was a strange, like, sort of, you know, lollipig around the stage. But I really liked this song. It wasn't the original choice. Uh, in 2002. So he'd only come second in the national final that year. And the national final had been won by a group we were quite popular at the time called Bavaria. Um, and they had a song called We All. Um, but it turned out that that song had been released in Lithuanian in a different version the year before. So it was ineligible to compete. Mm. And in fact, in the, uh, in the listing for uh, that yeah, it says on Wikipedia, in fact, many of the Lithuanian national final entries had already been released, rendering them ineligible under contest rules. I mean, for one to slip through the net, fair dues, but to have a whole national final stuffed with songs that you can't even send, I mean, you know... It's, it's, it's a difficult <laughs> it's a difficult uh, competition to arrange. Maybe we could talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> uh-huh. The stories we've heard. <laughs> so, so that's the history of Lithuania. At Eurovision. Um, Actually, I want to just oh, no, yes. mention as well. Um, Sasha Son, who finally got to uh, Eurovision in uh, 2009 with his um, piano ballad La. I absolutely adored that song. Um, and Sasha had been in the Lithuanian final a number of times with a number of songs. So it kind of felt, you know, he was kind of going to break through eventually. Um, interesting, he has, he's sometimes called Sasha Song with a G and sometimes Sasha Son. Uh, without a G. Um, that sounds like someone's missed the typo on paperwork somewhere. Well, it's, it's actually it's a change of name. Oh. It's really quite bizarre. I think that um, Sasha Son is in Russian, it means Sasha Dream. And <laughs> um, Sasha is the, the di- Russian diminutive from Alexander, uh, which is also not his name. He's called Dimitri. <laughs> Dimitri <laughs> Shafrov, <laughs> Sasha Song. So, yeah, strange little name. And he almost wore that hat. Yeah, really so he took the hat off once, and I realised he actually got slightly odd shaped head. That's <laughs> why he wore the hat. <laughs> That's really, right, it's always lopsided. Really, really unusual. Lithuania, <laughs> confusing us since 1994. Um, and another um, artist I just want to pick out who's had 11 national final appearances and not made it to Eurovision, but she has been in second cherry before, mm. um, is a, a singer called Aishta Pilveleiter. And she, I mean, she's got a cracking voice. She's a great little artist. And I think that, you know, we're going to see her at Eurovision at some point before much longer. Absolutely. She's on the fans' radar. Definitely. Absolutely. So on to this year's national final, Eurovisios Atranka. Um, it's actually, except for 1994 when they debuted, it has always picked the Lithuanian song. Um, so this year, it was, um, f- I mean, it is long. It is. I don't know if it's the longest. I, I think Operacio and Triumphio might well uh, be, but yeah. then that's not but really... But we didn't get the Eurovision songs until the gala. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So four heats, mm-hmm. then two semi-finals, and then the final. There were 48 entries, I think it was, or 49, 49 if you count yeah. Monica's 
two songs. Yes. Which... Um, she was there until the semi-final. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so we'll come on to that because she was part of the final. So Monica had two songs. Mm-hmm. She, I think it was her management pushing for two songs because they thought both were great and then they didn't think Criminal would qualify but then it mm-hmm. did qualify and then they had to pull it out from the final. Mm-hmm. And then, Anyway, typical Eurovision sort of drama. Interesting note about this national final... So, as opposed to, I don't know, Romanian national final, is that there is exactly the same jury votes and the telly votes. They ranked, the in the final, they ranked the artists in exactly the same order. order. Exactly. There's no drama. (laughs) That's how it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, obviously, the final was won by Jury Use, Run With The Lions. Jury Juice. Jury Juice, yeah. What did you think of the song? I loved it. Yeah. I, it was one of my favourite songs this year. I thought it was quite understated, but there was just something very, very lovely about it. It kind of, I thought it had, you know, I mean, it, it could, a song called Run With The Lines could easily go wrong lyrically. Yeah. And I think it did teeter there, but it just kind of, it had that kind of sense of loveliness about it. It was a, it was a kind of a celebration of love, wasn't it? And I really liked it. And he was very easy on the eye. Yeah. I um, I had the pleasure of interviewing him in Tel Aviv. I watched Not, you by the internet. Yes, I, we were live. I had you in my eye. I was <laughs> crapping myself because it was a live <laughs> stream. Um, but um, nice guy. And actually, really, you think from his singing voice, it might be quite high, but he's got a very deep voice. Yes, he very has. Deep voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, nice guy. And and it wasn't his first time on the Eurovision stage, was it? It wasn't. He's been back in singer, back yes. in dancer, back in... He's, he's been a voice of a drag queen before. Not at Eurovision, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that if you're looking at sort of, you know, classics from the Lithuanian selection, Get Frightened um, by Lolita Zero. Wow. The drag queen performer that he provided the lead vocal for as she mined it and minced around the stage doing all manner of things with watermelons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you haven't seen that? We'll pop that in the show notes for you. That's a treat and a half. Um, he was the voice of that, but he was also a backing singer for um, Monica and Vaidesh um, in 2015. Oh, this time. This time. Which had that infamous kiss yes. when Monica and Vardis went in and locked clips. And in the background, the two female and the two male um, backing singers and dancers also joined in. Mm-hmm. Same sex embrace. Gays. Racy. Gays get everywhere. Absolutely. And Urius, or Jury Juice, as we like to call him, was one of those locking lips mm. with, a, with another man. Shock horror. Absolutely. I was shocked beyond my wildest <laughs> hopes. <laughs> but I have a fact about the song, Run With The oh. Lions, which is um, you, interests you, of course, because Ashley Hicklin, uh, one of the songwriters, um, wrote a song for Mylene Farmer, the French singer who you absolutely love. Mm-hmm. I saw I that and was like, I've got a town one day. And you're like, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I think we've actually mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But then uh, why? Absolutely. Great pedigree. I've got a fact about this song as well. <gasps> it was narrowly beaten from getting to the final by one point by which country? At Eurovision? Yes. I know about this because my website broke the news and I can't <laughs> <laughs> Um, hold on. It was something to do. So it was Italy's points, which was an issue. So, oh, not Bella. Oh, why don't I know this? Oh, well, we, we've just looked it up and it's Denmark. So, so one of my favourite wow. songs got beaten by one point by my least favourite song this year. UK, hon. 
<laughs> well, I'm kind of almost over it now, yeah. but I'm not pleased about that. No. That's yeah, one of the things that you know is if there were, is if I needed anything more to piss me off about the Teddy Saunders. Yeah, <laughs> we could have had Yuri Juice we in could, the final, uh, but he wasn't. So I'm just gonna skirt through this because there are like forty odd million entries in this year's national final, but there were. And we'll come on to this later. There's more songwriters to talk about. But I just want to mention, just going down the list, these songwriters that submitted songs, or more than one song, to this national final. We've mentioned Charlie Mason before, songwriter of Rise Like a Phoenix, and all the others that he's written. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Laurel Barker. We've mentioned her as well. Mm-hmm. You know, writing... These, these are like serial Eurovision national final writers. There's, there's, a, there's an ilk... Yeah, songwriters. I wanted to also mention, oh God, a guy called, um, he's known as Ricardo Autobahn, but his name's John Matthews. He... What a stage name. I know, right? (laughs) Richard Motorway. (laughs) (laughs) So he wrote Scars Are Beautiful in this year's national final. And um, he's known to Eurovision people because he wrote Daz Sampson's Teenage Life UK's 2006 entry. <laughs> <laughs> what a claim to fame. I know. And actually, yeah, I think it's performed with Daz. They, they were a group at one point. I mean, there are some things that you kind of want to brush over on your CV. Really, no, it's there. I found it, mate. It's your <laughs> own it. He probably does own it, bless him. Um, so, yeah, he, he, he had a song in there. We've also got, um, obviously, lots of Swedes going on. A Swede who has, he's a serial sort of uh, pre-selection songwriter, um, his name is Nicholas Berkvist. Um And then, interestingly... Berkvist. Berkvist. Or Vist. Vist. Not Berkvist. Berkvist. <laughs> Don't keep that in. Been to that club. Um, yeah, and then uh, there's a, a, a Danish singer-songwriter called Lise Cabell. Lisa Cabell. But she, basically, she just writes everything at the Melody Grand Prix in Denmark. So uh, she's, always, she's already done the rounds and submitting a B song into Lithuania. Was she the one that wrote, oh. uh, what was it, the, um, the oh. winning song? Yes, yes. sorry, yes. yeah, just skirt good. over that. She's written a second cherry song. Yes. Uh, 2010, Kemper for Kirli. Kemper for Kirli, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My best Danish. <laughs> yeah, 2010. And then also 2013 winner, winning entry, only teardrops. Yeah. Mm. Not just nobody. No. And also, your favourite song from last year, Love Is Forever. <laughs> we'll skirt over that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's had more than enough mentions. <laughs> it's not even the Danish podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then last song right, I want to point out is Agnita Jonsson, who was the Norway entry in 2016, who I felt so sorry for in 2016 because... Icebreaker was an incredible song. It it was very different. It had a different verse and different chorus. They exactly, switched. it was two songs. It was <laughs> it was two songs stitched together, but it was brilliant. But she got so ill in the lead up to Eurovision and at Eurovision, it just yeah, it didn't work for her. Bless her. I feel really sorry. For her. So hopefully she'll come back. But yeah, song she she submitted a song to Lithuania. Basically, if you're anyone, you submit a song to Lithuania. <laughs> <laughs> should we do one next? Yeah. Yeah, shall we? Yeah. I think we should. I'll dulcet tones. We know the right people. They'll get us in the back Absolutely. door. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my so, god! If we didn't, if we submitted and didn't win, we could be the our own second cherry. <laughs> 
self-perpetuating. Oh my God, it all got a bit meta. <laughs> <laughs> That's the national final. Should we take a look at this year's songs? Yes. So we're going to run through in exactly the same running order as the national final. Yeah, but I just want to say, first of all, how bonkers the Lithuanian national final was. I Because of the length of it, I tend to not get stuck in too quickly. Yes. There's smut in there. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's keen. <laughs> but I, I kind of... So it was... I came late to the Lithuanian final. It just feels like a bit of a chore. And it feels like there's such a lot to get through. But actually, it is the gift that keeps on giving. There are banana songs yep. in this national final. Um, and we're going to pick out some of the 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 more bananas ones for you after we've run through the final, which is full of banana songs. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's okay. Let's start with um, the song that actually made it to the final because Monica Maria's had two songs. Didn't expect them both to get through to the final, mm-hmm. so she dropped one song out, and so Alan Chico with Your Cure got brought in. And um, did quite well, came fifth place. So mm-hmm. let's have a little listen to that. I will always love you. Now it's your turn. Don't live in the blood. Dare to love. And I'll be your cure. So Alan Chico there. Now Alan had um, I quite like the song. I think it's quite modern. Um, it, it, I think it works a little bit better on the studio version than in the um, live performance. But there's something about the live performance that you just have to have a look at. Well, which one? Well, exactly. There are three performances of this, and I think you know you really need to go and have a look at each one. Eight, three, the heat, yeah. The semi-final and the final because they're all quite different. Um, this the performance in the heat. He's wearing a kind of he's wearing a long wig, um, in kind of blonde and black, a little bit like the lead singer of Berlin, "Take My Breath Away." That yeah. kind of sort of du- dual tone hair, um, and he's wearing a, a purple jumpsuit. Um, makes him look a little bit like Annika Rice <laughs> in Treasure Hunt. Um, I'm going to come back to that performance in a minute. In the semi final, he's wearing this sort of red oversized jacket, and he's got bald head and he's got this kind of red head tattoo mm-hmm. uh, it's not actually a tattoo it's like painted on um, and he's wearing knee high patent leather boots with high heels um, so it's you know, quite a you know sort of you know queer aesthetic going on with this song and then in the final him and the backing dancers are dressed almost in kind of sort of traditional Lithuanian rural costumes mm. um, but he's got gemstones kind of glued all over his bald pate so it's quite arresting when you see it so three very different looks but there's that first performance of it wow this is what we mentioned earlier on when you do a very literal interpretation of a song and it's kind of it's almost unbelievable I mean we've got to put the link for this yeah I will because it's just <laughs> it's just crazy so if the song is called My Cure 
and he's like, you know, I will save you. Your cure. I I will save you. I'll be your cure. And he literally, you know, becomes the kind of shamanistic healer. (laughs) Because the backing dancer is sat in a wheelchair at the start of the song. And then when it gets to the chorus and Alan Chico lays hands upon him, miracle of miracles, he can stand again. He does it in time to the music, he sort of bounces up. And... <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's so on PC. Oh, it's just, God. I mean, it's, it's, it's hilarious. You really have to watch it. And then Alan himself sits down in the wheelchair to sing like <laughs> Have a little rest, sing the second birth, like. Oh my god! I mean, somebody obviously had a word with it between, like, you know, that performance and the semi-final. Yeah. You know, because that had been ditched by the semi-final for a completely different look. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and of course, different performance. It's one of the. It's literally jaw dropping. And when you watch it, you're just like, no, they're not. Are they? No. They're not. Oh, they have. <laughs> when you see someone in a wheelchair on stage, you think, please be a wheelchair user. Please stay in that chair. Please do not walk on this stage after you've now sat in that wood. No, you're getting that. Okay. Oh, and you're dancing. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll go with it then. Uh, yeah, I, I, I put very odd visually and musically. Um, although I, I picked up on the queer aesthetic and I, I, I don't know how relevant it was to the song. I don't know whether you need... so. I, uh, what he was trying to give on stage, I don't know whether it had any connection to the theme. No, I, not to the theme of the song, but I think it clearly just to him as an artist and how sure. he to present himself. Sure, yeah. And um, I quite like that. I really did. I mean, this was a this was absolutely a contender for me, just because it was so out there. Um, you know, so yeah, absolutely great, interesting song. The likes of which only a Eurovision semi-final could throw up. Absolutely, and I've got the same note as you. Recording is better than live, and uh, but the production was good. It made it sound current. Yeah, so absolutely. there was something there with this, yeah, for sure. Um, and interesting that out of eight, eight songs in this final, it came fifth. And because it, it didn't make it to the final initially, but then came fifth, you would think it might come low. I think done quite well, considering. Mm. So that was Alan Chico. And uh, the next one we we're going to listen to is a song by Juna, Strength of a Woman. So, Yuna, or Juna, or Juna, I don't know, um, back in singer for Donnie Montel in 2016. So there's Eurovision pedigree there. Mm-hmm. This song has got a songwriter called Donatus Montevidas. Who's Do that, we, Monty? Well, we know him as the man she backed at Eurovision. <laughs> Donnie <laughs> Montel. <laughs> so yeah, um, a highly stylized voice, which... I have to be honest, great the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. We're going to get that explicit rating again, sorry. Uh, I, I, do you know who she reminds She reminds me of somebody she's trying to be like and mm-hmm. failing at, and that is Iggy Azalea. Oh, yes. It's, she's put that stylist, what I call the affliction on your voice, but it's it, it doesn't work. She starts the song... Sorry, I'm going to just go to town on this. 
She starts the song with sunglasses on and it's ridiculous. I'm sorry, nobody in the history of the world should ever wear sunglasses on stage. It's not needed, it's unnecessary. And if, just take them off, give us give us you. Yeah, that's what we're there. You're on stage, I don't need to see sunglasses, I'm sorry. If we learn anything from Whippy Goldberg and Sister Act 2, you do not wear sunglasses inside. Anyway, it's a bit more mel- melodic than Your Cure, the first song. So I thought there was something with this, but... If this went to Eurovision, she would have bombed because she would have lost that comparison, that comparison competition between songs that get put together that sound the same. So Xena from Belarus, you know, Like It, the Like It song, would have wiped the floor of this. So I'm I'm glad for her, I'm glad for everyone that it actually it came eighth in the final. Are you finished? I am finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to just rant there. Thanks. Um, it didn't really, really do it for me either. It, what I, it was it was trying a little bit too hard. And her, her backing dancers had kind of, they've got this kind of sort of, you know, high-vis thing going on and fluorescent colours. And, you know, although it was, you know, they were, mixing around on the stage like gay men. They reminded me a little bit of Bell and the Devotions from 1994. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, not really working for me. What have we got next? We've got next... Well, um, we're not going to play this song, but I just want a special mention to Henry and Tommy Modric. Never part. It came sixth, but it was quite a cute song. I'm still not 100% sure whether they're a couple or brothers. I mean, I hope they're a couple because they kissed... Well, there was a little strange kiss at the yeah. end, wasn't there? It's a bit like when that couple, that couple of sisters kissed on the X Factor. Yeah, the UK which X Factor. Which was really bizarre. Really um, bizarre. But yeah, they're kind of, it's a very gentle song, very nice, sweet song. Bit of class um, to it. Yeah. And we, with Henry and Tommy Modric, we were wondering, is it Henry and Tommy Modric? Or is it Henry and Tommy Modric? Or were, or were they brothers? I don't know. I don't know. I think of, they're a couple. I'd, well, I'd, by the kiss at the end, I would hope that they're not brothers. Well, you know, whatever it is, we just accept it, shall we? <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, the next song we're not going to play, but it's Jurgis Bruzga, uh, Control Alt Delete. Now, I just let's put a link of this into the show notes because th- there is a serious point to be made here. It's 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 a bit of a, a naff song in my book, but naff's a very generous description. However, because his voc his vo- his vocals a bit what. What the folks that uh, the boys that unflocked podcast would call eggy, he's got an eggy vocal, it's all sort of nasally and at the back of the throat, really vocally quite, quite average. Mm-hmm. But this is a lesson in stagecraft because they bought they obviously bought this sofa on eBay and they're using every inch of that sofa the side of it, the back of it, you know, on top of it. They, they are moving it around, they're turning it on its side, they're standing on it. They're, they are, this is, for a national final that doesn't have that much money to spend, this is this is what you've got to do to try and make your performance interesting. Use your props and they use that prop inside out, back to front. They do. And uh, he also had an interesting look as well. He was wearing a, a kind of sort of striped purple velveteen suit, mm. um, and um, he he's he's kind of geeky looking, but that kind of geeky looking that is bang on trend if you live in the trendier part of East London than I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's kind of it's it's a very narrow look, but it looks very geeky. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of that geek chic, I guess. The song was bloody awful though. 
Yeah, I think we'll just probably scoop over that. He came seventh, so... Um, but the next song is interesting, I have to say. It is Jurgis Did and Erica Jennings with Sing. Jurgis did, did he? He did. Well, there you are then. <laughs> um, Jurgis and Erica are uh, alumni of Eurovision. Jurgis being a member of Inculto, who's an Eastern European funk, and were also our inaugural cherry with Welcome to Lithuania in 2006, and Erica Jennings being a vocalist in Scamp all the way back in 2001. So this was a, an unusual song. It's kind of, there's a bit of a kind of strange call to action song. You know, we need your voice, we need your song, we need you all to sing. And then kind of goes into a, a, a really unusual presentation. I'm confused. No, I'm not confused. I'm, I'm, I'm very clear on this song, actually. It, I'm going to steal your turn of phrase. It annoyed the tit and crap out of it. <laughs> um, but this is why, because it was... it it, it there's a comic element to what they're doing, but they don't push it far enough. So it sits in the middle. It's not comedy, like that great comedy that's self-aware. It's not comedy, yet it, it, it's got a serious quality, but it's not serious song. It's not, it's not. And so they're caught in the middle. I don't get it. I understand the aim, the target, but they missed it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's not an out of something. It's kind of, you could do with a bit more of other things and a bit less of some. Yeah, it's, it's like if that was a rehearsal or like a scratch performance, I would be like, yeah, you've got something here. Now let's do this, the next thing. Yeah. It's almost like it needed the next stage of work to ele- elevate it. But come fourth place, it came fourth place. So, you know. Really? There you go. So the next song <laughs> is... Uh, the we mentioned her before, Monica Maria with Light On. No more running and running and running away now. It's all in the nothing and there's no one goes down. Just leave the light on for me. Just leave the light on for me. Just leave the light on for me. So Monica, of course, was the one that seemed to get all of the headlines as the Lithuanian final was going on. Um, she ha- had two songs, um, the only artist, I think, to do that. And both of her songs progressed to the semi-final and then both got selected for the final. And she dropped one of them. She dropped a song called Criminal, um, which allowed her to focus on Light On. And she, I think she asked her fans basically to sort of, you know, vote for this one. You know, so, so she's putting all of her eggs in the one basket, as it were. It's a gorgeous song. I really, really, really like this song. Um, there's something about the quality of her voice that I really like. It's really beautiful. It's very pure. Uh, yeah, just really works for me, this song. Yeah, this is stunning, actually. This, this I noticed this quite early on. A friend of the parish, John Egan, highlighted this song online. And 
it's since then it's been on my playlist. It's been sitting next to your two thousand and whatever's and your mm. you know Bella Santiago's. It's it's been right there on the playlist. I've listened to this lots. You can't argue the fact it's the best song in the competition, or at least the best produced. Maybe save for Run of the Lions. It is it is by like head and shoulders above the mm. rest of the songs. She can sing. Wow, she really really can sing, and. One thing about this performance, I think they got the staging right. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of, there was a little bit of background graphics on wheelie freestanding things, which that sounds cheap, but it's not. It, it looked really good. Some backing singers kind of joined her. It was it was very well staged actually, and I think um, yeah, almost did it. Almost I think did the it. backing vocals were particularly well on this. It felt like it was a bit um, of a surprise that she didn't win to somebody like me who hadn't followed it because she'd been the one everybody had been talking about. But actually, if you look at the televoting, consistently, Urius scored higher than her in all of the televotes. Yes. In, they didn't go head-to-head in the heat, but in the heat, the semi-final and the final, he was just marginally ahead on um, televotes. So that was quite consistent. So I guess it wasn't really a surprise that Urius won if you'd been following it and seen all of that. Yeah, I mean, so as we said before, the, the jury and the televote were the same. So it came second in jury, second in televote. So it was everybody in that respect deserved the place that they got, mm-hmm. really, in the final. So yeah, but almost did it, came second. So, mm-hmm. you know, will she be the cherry? We'll find out. So the last song we're going to listen to is a song called Mazula. Um, this came third. It was by a group called... Okay, here we go. Let me just, let me just warm up. Antikavari Nai and Kasparovskio Dantis. That'll do. Yeah. So this is it. Ma- Mazula. <laughs> Now this is a rousing number, isn't it? it? <laughs> Wake you from your slumber. Um, it's a, it's kind of, it's kind of a sort of um, ensemble number as well in terms of it's performed and danced as well as it is sung. They, they're a kind of sort of you know bit of a ragtag group of men. I kind of sort of was watching, going, well, is this what straight men do for fun? <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you seen the UK um, X Factor the last couple of years there was a group put together called Raksu who were all kind of like you know lads that had grown up you know knowing one another and they were doing their own style and they were they brought their own their their own material to X Factor and they did they win it or come second Mm. they 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 were really high up and they they did very very well but they were an unlikely banding of individuals and I couldn't help think that this was a little bit like that when I watched this. It's a random assortment of oddments of singers. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's got a light-heartedness. This is the thing. The point I made about Yogis did and Eric, yeah, Erica Jennings, when they did the sing, and it was in the middle. It was neither comedy or serious. It kind of was stuck in this middle ground. This isn't. Missoula is, they know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. 
there is enough not so much comedy it's not it's not novelty and it's not comedy but there's a comic element to what mm-hmm. they're doing little looks to camera they're singing seriously but seriously in with a little glint in their eye that you know that they are self-aware they know exactly what the register is where they're registering this performance at mm-hmm. um they're not taking it too seriously and it's fun it's light-hearted and i think when when it's done that's not easily done and when you can pull off a performance like that mm-hmm. that's i don't get annoyed at that i don't get annoyed at these joke acts that rock up and they you know they're just if you're a joke and you're rubbish then that annoys me but when you are aware and you just pitch it in the right level like they have it's fine and actually the public agreed it came third in the national final so it's interesting because lithuania has a bit of a history of these kind of male groups singing slightly comedic numbers so we've got inculto singing eastern european funk and lt united with we are the winners and that does annoy both of those annoy the titting crap out of me particularly lt united but actually with this i can stomach this there's something different about this um i can go along with the joke in this um, and I really, really liked this. And it was one of the songs that made the shortlist um, when we were looking at what to select amongst the, the team. It was. We're going to come to what that song is in just a moment. So before we reveal the cherry, I just want to... Um, highlights, you know, we mentioned this was like Bananas National Final and there's a lot to enjoy. There's a lot to not enjoy, but there's a lot to enjoy in the heats and the semi-finals that didn't make it. And I want to just give a big thank you to Roy Delaney, um, who yes. runs Eurovision Apocalypse on, um, on on Twitter and on the internet. Roy is, Roy's got an eye for the absurd at Eurovision and he his website is amazing if you want to kind of like you know pick out those like you know ridiculous gems that you might have overlooked have a look at Roy's website it's just really joyful we'll put a link in the show notes to his website we will especially the Lithuania thread stuff yes Um, so he highlighted a number of songs for us and we want to just pick out some of them Um, a song called 120 no a group called 120 I think Two guys in red shorts and red jackets screaming around and running around stage like they were kids that had had too much, um, too many E numbers. Yes, this <laughs> is when you give toddlers a jumbo size of celebrations and they just go to town. This is what happened. Very energetic. Go and have a look at that one. Uh, it's uh, an act called Banzai and a song called I Don't Care. This was um, a strange walloper of a guy in a silver beard um, and silver hair. Very high energy. Lots of Eastern European flavour in this. Um, slightly bonkers. A couple of dancers behind him with bandanas wrapped around their, their mouths. Not quite sure what was going on there. And the, uh, what did I say to you? I was like, it's like, what is it? It's the Judder Man from... Uh, I, I don't know if European listeners would understand this but we had an advert for an alcoholic drink called Mets uh, an alcohol like a pop alco pop mm-hmm. and uh, there's this quite odd scary creature called the Judder Man and uh, was a character in it and everyone in the UK knows the Judder Man and uh, he just seemed like a Judder Man that had <laughs> maybe eaten 
Maybe had too many mates. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one, um, a song called I Want Your Love by Alda Gunda. Um, this was really interesting. It's a lesbian love song. And it's not just the aesthetic of, you know, she her being a very visible lesbian in the way she's presenting herself, but actually she's singing a, a love song to a woman. And that's something which we don't often get in Eurovision. For all it has a big LGBT following, that LGBT following is mainly gay men. Yeah. Um, the other aspects of the LGBT communities are not always as represented. We've obviously seen, you know, drag on, on stage. We've seen trans, uh, a winner in Dino International. And we had, you know, Maria Sharifovich. I'm not sure if she's out or not, but what she presented on stage, regardless of her own sexual orientation or sexual identity, was very... Um, a, a very sapphic, a very lesbian yeah, um, sure. aesthetic going on uh, on that stage. But it's not something we see very often. So I really like this. Um, yeah, and let's point out, this is a good song. It's a good song, I, yeah. I was not aware of it until you showed it to me earlier on. Ah. I was like, how the hell did this skip my... I didn't notice it. Yeah. And uh, why did it not get to the final? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm really shocked. I'm annoyed, actually, because it's, it's a good song. It's got kind of a Latin beach bar beat vibe going on um it's um she sings most of it kind of perched on the edge of a bar stool as well <laughs> yeah. which is an interesting presentation there's a there's a strange bit where she's counting to three in the latter part of the song um so it doesn't fully work for me but it's really interesting <laughs> i'm so glad it was in there in the selection lesbians like to count get on board with it <laughs> <laughs> popular list time past let's be past the next one we want to point out is um, it's a group called Tiramisu and the song was called The Smell of Your Eyes yes you did hear that right The Smell of Your Eyes <laughs> I can't how do you I mean I was too busy okay. watching what was going on on stage to listen to the lyrics to find out what the eyes smell like. There's a lot of processing going on there, isn't it? Like, what? Yeah. There's a the the singer, a female singer, and then there's a man sort of crouched behind her, um, who stands up, reveals himself. He's wearing a mask, and he's wearing a full length leather Gestapo Macintosh. Yeah, I mean bold. And then he kind of comes sniffing around at her. Um, and then he's tortured by the sound of the violinist playing in the middle eight. <laughs> oh, me all. <laughs> <laughs> really quite bizarre. Have a look at that one. Um, and then Monica Maria's other song that made it to the semi-final, well, made it to the final, but was withdrawn, um, Criminal. It's not as good as um, the light on, no. I think, but she was really interestingly attired. She was wearing a sort of a, an interesting red dress, but an even more interesting hairdo because mm. her hair was all up in this like giant spider's web yeah. that was coming out from a bonnet at the back of her hair. It, I mean, like enormous, like three feet across. Yeah, <laughs> it's know. almost like a, a bed, a headboard of a bed had just like just been yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just woke up with her one day. <laughs> so there's an awful lot going on in this one. We told you it was bananas, and thanks very much to uh, Roy for pointing us in the, the right direction. Thanks, Roy. So, what's the cherry? Let's find out. So this was a split decision. There were actually three songs in the running um, that the that were nominated um, to get the cherry by the team. And it came down to a, a single vote for one, two votes for another, and three votes for the third. Um, so that 
simple majority was the one that was selected. Mm. And the song that was selected is... Light On by Monica Maria. Yes, it is. The two votes went to Alan Chico and the one vote went to Mizune, if you're wondering uh, where that went. But Monica was, I think even uh, for those, those people who didn't necessarily vote for Monica could still see the the the, the appeal of that. Um, so it was, uh, uh, yeah, uh, an absolute qualified um, result there for Lithuania. A beautiful song. Really interested to see how this fares in the lineup. Yeah, I know. Let's have a little listen to it now again. No more running and running and running away now. It's all in the nothing and there's no one goes down. Just leave the light on for me. Just leave the light on for me. Just leave the light on for me. Cause I need more time, no one's not ready to leave. So, yeah, Monica Maria, light on. That's in the bag. That's our Lithuanian cherry. Yes. So, next week, we're going to be bringing you one of the big five. <gasps> La France. La France. It's really one of the big five that we haven't done yet. Oh, yeah, we must be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, any fool can work that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to be bringing you friends. Um, so, we'll be with you next Monday. And we look forward to you listening to us then. Yeah. Now, before we go, don't forget you can get in touch. Um, you can email us, and our email is... Hello. Hello. <laughs> at secondcherry.vision. Uh, the website, secondcherry.vision. You can tweet us at secondcherry. You can Instagram us at secondcherry, at second underscore cherry. And you can Facebook us at Second Cherry Podcast. So you can find us all over the interweb and you can listen to the podcast by subscribing uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or all manner of... I think we're growing like mould. Like every time I get a new notification about a new website that's picked us up, I don't understand how it works. I'm a child of the 80s. Just go listen to our stuff. That's what I mean. That's my, that's my message. <laughs> it's out there in the It's the miracle of modern technology no, no, no. bringing you to us. We're right well modern, aren't we? Like? <laughs> right through the air. We're broadcasting <laughs> from central London. <laughs> East London, isn't it? Right. Marvellous. On That's that note. <laughs> Can you tell we've had a bit of wine? Yeah. Let's yeah. go have some more. Yeah, right. Let's... We'll see you next week for France. See ya. Bye. Bye.